With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it Whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Greetings and welcome inside The Dan Patrick Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Yes, Jason Smith, Ryan Hollins, in for Dan and the Danettes today. Ryan Hollins, a uh, very, very special appearance with us this morning because he has taken time out from his very busy schedule of standing on a street corner with a sandwich board on yelling, Johnny Juzang is coming back. We're going to the Final Four again. We're going to the Final Four. He's been standing on the corner of Sepulveda and Ventura for the past 35 minutes just yelling it at passersby and also trying to give out autographs signed Ryan Hollins, UCLA. Ryan Hollins, UCLA. Dude, congratulations, man. I I know you're very excited about this. No, I I am... um, it's like bittersweet though. I wanted to see Johnny be a pro. Uh, you know, apparently maybe he didn't get the feedback that he'd like to have gotten uh, during testing the water. But I think is this was an amazing. I can imagine a talk about a blistering year through COVID for Johnny Juzang. He transfers from Kentucky where things don't work out. He gets to UCLA, sits out a part of the season, and then leads a playing team into the Final Four, and then just puts his name in the draft. So there's literally been non-stop for Johnny Juzang. So I don't – you know what? He probably just said, you know what, let me come back one year and see what I can do with, with, with a year under my belt, how I can improve and, and what can happen. But, Mike, you talk about a story. Dude, first of all, I, everybody coming back next year, I mean, they're going to be everybody's pick to get to the Final Four. It's going to be, oh, UCLA, Gonzaga again. I think be everybody's pick. They have everybody coming back. They got a McDonald's All-American coming in. They start that four-guard offense that makes it really difficult to defend, especially when you get to the tournament and teams haven't seen that. I mean, dude, I, I, would, I would be doing what you were doing. I'd be standing on the street corner yelling Final Four, too. Man, I'm yelling championship. I mean, this is <laughs> – I mean, seriously, this team uh, just needed a bit of depth. Maybe one rest, you know, came a – uh, a charge call away or a, a li- literally a heave from half court away from having a chance to advance. So, 
you know, I, I covered the Bruins in college basketball all season long. So, I mean, this is this is exciting. But, you know, how rare is this, Jason, to see where guys actually come back to school, right? <laughs> well, let me let me throw this at you because because this is a curveball for you here now, because here you have the first guy who says I'm coming back. With all the name, image, likeness going on the past few days, now the college kids can make money off their name, image, and likeness. And look, De'Ara King, quarterback from Miami, I think has already made like $300,000. He's on like everything. Um, how much of this is Juzang going, okay, well, I'm kind of iffy in the pros. If I come back, hey, I'm in Los Angeles. I could, I could really do some things. I could make some money here. We're getting upwards of maybe six figures of, of doing things, being able to, to do name, image, and likeness. And, hey, all right, I'll come back for one more year because I'll make a decent amount of money. You know, my, if I'm not drafted high enough, my rookie contract's not going to be guaranteed. So I'm going to come back here, and I'm going to make some cash over the course of the next year. And maybe Juzang's the first of a few guys who decide to do that because, you know, all right, I'm, I'm kind of iffy. There's no big deal for me waiting to go to the pros if I wait one more year, right? Like, I'll either improve my draft stock or my draft stock won't go anywhere. If I'm going to be a borderline first-round pick mm. next year, I may as well come back, make some money, have another great year of college basketball, then I can go to the pros. Jason, you couldn't be any more right with this. You like that, huh? Nah, yeah. No, seriously, you, you couldn't be because Juzane could make more money being the man at UCLA after the year that they had and all the alumni and boosters and, you know, bandwagoners also will shout them out too are going to be coming out the woodwork. And, you know, being the man in L.A., it's like, okay, well, you got you got Kawhi over there, then you got LeBron, and, and here, I'm the college face, you, you know? And uh, Evan Mobley, the Mobley brothers are both out of school now. So as far as, you know, L.A. basketball, Johnny Juzang is, is, is number three on that list. So I'm absolutely – I'm absolutely with him coming back and I, and I see it in a different light now I didn't even think that I just was thinking basketball but yeah he couldn't make more I'm not sure whether rookie kind let's say he gets drafted in the second round I, I mean maybe he maybe it's a half a mil in the league I'd have to do the research there he could pull that in college and be the man <laughs> hey, and be the man okay now, now, how how jealous are you about? Or no, I, I shouldn't say jealous. I should say, how do you feel? That was that's what we call a leading question. How, how do you feel about now that here's athletes who can make this name, image, and likeness stuff? You know, compared to you know when when you were and you couldn't do that. I mean, look, you walked away with a lot of sweet gear. Don't get me wrong. You you wear different <laughs> UCLA gear every single day. And all the teams you played for in the NBA. It's like today's going to be. Oh, what do I wear? Today's my Clippers day. Today's this day. I mean, how do you feel now? I mean, are you are you all the way happy for the players? Is there a little bit of jealousy, or is it all? And hey, they can make what they want to make. Oh no! Don't don't get me wrong. I would love to take my back pay. I, I wasn't the cover of one of those NCAA games, but I was on the back, distinctly on the back cover of one of those video games, okay? I would love back pay. Um, jealous of those? No, not a, I am excited. I am thrilled. But, yeah, man, when you really realize the money that was swirling around you or that, you know, my coach was making a couple – okay, my coach was making a couple million dollars, okay, to coach, but – you know, we, we had to play for the love of the game. He didn't coach for the love of the game, but we did it for the love of the game. The university, they didn't they didn't do it for the love of athletics, for, for student athletes, the love of basketball. Nah, they did it for the money, okay? And we made our run. UCLA found a way to capitalize off of it. So um, I'm excited for these young men. I think 
More is to come because we're starting name, image, and likeness. But there is money in college sports. There's money that's swirling around. So these kids should be seeing, a, you know, some level of a base paycheck, you know, because let's say, let's say, let's be honest, Jason, let's say I'm a baseball player, third string baseball player. I'm still sacrificing my body. So I think there should be a level of pay there, a base level of pay, um, much like, you know, in the NBA, we, we would get like a licensing check, right? Mm-hmm. And amongst that licensing check, and you can have your own separate deals, there's a base, like, you know, $25,000 or something that you just got for being on. Everyone got that. And to me, that's a that's a, that's a a big thing for maybe it's, you know, the licensing should be split up or some type of revenue sharing through all athletes because there is so much money coming in. But if I'm a guy that I'm still sacrificing on my body, my body or girl, an athlete, you should be compensated. Uh, Ryan, look, I'm glad you're here. Uh, what did you want to talk about today? Coach, you're making like $2 million a year, man, and, and we're not making anything. All right, I'm glad you came in here. I have a tracksuit for you that is brand new, Adidas. You're going to love it. It's kind of got the pleat down the center of the pants, which is a kind of cool look. So uh, why don't you take this right here? And, uh, you know, hey, it's good oh meeting. All right, God. I'll see you practice in about an hour. All right, here, take this. Uh, let, me know, let me know if it doesn't fit you. I got other sizes. Can you send anybody else in who's upset about not getting money? Can, can oh, you, can you? oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, you know, in, in, you know, Jay, in all seriousness, though, what happens is the star player gets paid. All these guys, they're all the major universities, they're getting paid under the table from the boosters, from the coaches, from whoever. So with them getting paid and them making money, not making money, making under the table money, now you become a servant to your coach or a servant to those boosters, and the illegal activity almost has to come in because these kids aren't making money. Or some of them, unfortunately, Jason, let's be honest, at a very young stage in, in their lives, they are the main provider in their households. They've been paid to play AAU basketball. They've been paid since high school, you know, so these kids have to keep up, and it's an ugly side of sports in which we can do away with, hopefully, and say, hey, you, you know, you want to get paid to come to Kentucky, come to UCLA, come to, you know, even Pepperdine, we'll, we'll get you a deal with the local gas station, man. We'll, we'll get you on the cover. You'll be the face of it, and we'll, we'll, we'll be, set you up with some marketing, and that's how we'll get you to the university rather than something under the table happening. It's just it's going to clean the game because, Jason, I'm going to tell you one thing or not, whether it's legal or illegal, the money is still swirling. Jason Smith, Ryan Hollins in for Dan the Dan. That's today here on the DP Show. You'll have more on this story coming up later on in the show. But, uh, look, obviously we are now getting set for game two. And, and yes, Ryan Hollins is wearing a nice UCLA sweatsuit today. And we're, uh, <laughs> Game two of the finals tonight. And, you know, we had the off day yesterday, and Mike Budenholzer is talking about, oh, I want the, the discrepancy at the free throw line fixed a little bit. But here's where I'm going to be an NBA head coach, Big Dog. You ready? All right, because I'm, I'm going to tell you exactly what the Bucks need to do tonight if they're going to beat the Suns and, and keep this a series and not go home down two zip. You ready? This is my audition to be an NBA head coach. You ready? Yeah. All right. Uh, first of all, I, I'm glad you guys are here. I don't have to worry about paying all of you. You're all getting contracts. No. Uh, if they're going to win this game tonight, right, I, I get that there's, there's a sense from fans to the media to teams to the players, right? Can Chris Paul really keep this up, right? Can he keep up what he's doing? Is he eventually going to hit the wall? Is he going to get dinged up? Is he going to continue to be this guy? Because we've seen this movie from Chris Paul and, 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 We've seen him just get to this big cusp of big moments before and something happens in the playoffs. 
that's not going to happen, okay? We, we've seen that we've seen enough this postseason to go, this is Chris Paul's postseason. He has become the Suns' best player. And in watching the, the Bucks play defense uh, in game one, I'm saying to myself, they have to change. And look, and Mike Budenholzer doesn't like to change, right? He, he'll, he'll make, he sees something in game one, he'll make that change sometime in October. All right, we got we to adapt to that. But instead of looking at the Suns and saying, all right, this is a big three we got to hold off on, right? we got we to gotta be able to, to, to keep uh, as many clamps as we can down on CP3 and Booker and DeAndre Ayton, who's become a big force. they got to sell out and do everything to limit Chris Paul's impact on the game. All right, if Devin Booker beats you, Devin Booker beats you, right? And he's shot the ball horribly for the past three weeks. If he beats you, he beats you. But what they're doing now, Chris Paul is able to just continue to run the game however he wants to, and you have to make sure that you limit his effectiveness as much as you can. You got to get the ball out of his hands. You got to make sure he's not running things up and down the court. You got to throw a couple of different players at him and different looks and different things. And like I said, if Booker beats you, he beats you, right? If DeAndre Eight and beat you, he beat you. But the way it's going right now, Chris Paul is just good. It's going to be it's going to be the Suns in four, and and Chris Paul is allowed to do whatever he wants to do on the court, and that's how this is going to end if they don't adjust really soon. Well, the tough part for Chris, and you're saying, you know, can he keep it up? He can keep it up because the reality is, he's not asked to be the Suns' best player every night. When I played for the Lob City Clippers with Chris, we needed a high volume of Chris Paul. I mean, literally the whole game was mid pick and roll <laughs> and Chris Paul making a play like, like, like all four quarters ball in his hands. And at some point a guy will wear down. And we, we've seen that from Chris. So he understands that I can manage my way through these playoffs. I only averaged 16 points per game, played a little under right around 30 minutes per game. So the same load isn't being asked of Chris and the one thing that teams started getting hip to when we were in the playoffs playing with Chris Paul is just what you said, Jay. They would trap him. They would double him. They would get physical. They'd knock him down. And at some point, you know, he just wore down. That was just It was just a lot to ask of Chris. And he's such a great passer, so they'd switch. And then when you switch, what do you say? All right, play one-on-one. Play a whole lot of one-on-one. We're going to switch the pick and roll, and we're going to see if you can beat us that way, Chris. And – you know, we, we we struggle to win games, but if he comes out the next game, and let's say Chris, Jason, we'll say what, the 15-point range, 15-point, 17, 18-point range, mm-hmm. you know, which doesn't, as, as impressive of a game he may score, they still have a chance to be successful because of his passing. He had 32 points and nine assists, so let's say those, those 32 points, you know, tails back to 18 or 19, and those assists jump into 14, 15 range because of the way that DeAndre Aiden – uh, and, and Devin Booker can play. Right, no, I and I, I get that. Look, these guys are good. And look, and Devin Booker is someone who we thought was going to take the next step in, in his in his stardom, and clearly he's been slowed down. You can slow him down. Patrick Beverly slowed him down in, in, in the series with the Clippers to the point where he wasn't that effective, but Chris Paul was extremely effective. Now, the Bucks are a better defensive team than the Clippers, so they can do this. You know, they, they can may, maybe when, when they sell out to do it, it's not that much of a, of, of, a, of a difference from them. But, I mean, he's doing everything, Ryan. I mean, he's, he's, he's doing everything. And, and, and I, if they try this, if they, if they go with the same type of situation they had and say, well, we just need more defensive intensity, we need more of this, we need more of this, 
I mean, it's going to be a loss tonight, and it's going to be a loss in Game 3, and it's going to be a loss in Game 4. doesn't matter how healthy Giannis is because what he's doing, especially in transition, is is crushing teams. And and now that they've finally seen a little bit of, all right, well, this is what we have to do, then let the chips fall with the other guys. Because, look, if Booker becomes a star, I, I always never want to sit back and say, all right, we didn't do everything we could. You know, we thought what we got us to the finals, and I get that it's difficult as a coach to say, boy, everything we did has gotten us to this point. We've beaten everybody this year, right? We're one of the last two teams left standing, and now we have to change some things here, you know, kind of radically in the finals, but that's kind of what you have to do when you're faced with a reality that this is how it's going to go. It's going to be the same replay of game one the rest of the series. Yeah, no, and, you know, it's interesting you bring that up, too, um, I spoke with Jared Greenberg. He's over there covering the NBA Finals right now. And he just pretty much said, I asked them if they were discouraged yesterday. Bucks were discouraged from what happened and happened. And obviously optimistic because Giannis came back. But they played well and they lost. And he said they felt like they played well offensively and that they've been here before losing these game ones. Lost lost to Atlanta, lost to the Bucks, And excuse me, lost to the Nets, not the Bucks. clearly. They are the Bucs. Um, but he said this is an optimistic team that they feel like they can wear down the Suns. And for me, they've been rewarded by it, but I hate that game plan. Like, my whole big problem uh, w- with the Bucks is that they don't adjust. And it, they've been rewarded through injury and just kind of like injuries have happened. But I don't think that's the game plan. But they're going to stick to that game plan. So, Jay, are you saying that you feel like the, you know, just just do the same thing? They'll wear down. That's the game plan? That's a, are, you, are you rolling with that? Because I'm not confident and faithful in it because when you look at the Suns, they are and have become such a complete team where it can be different guys on, on different nights. And, you know, Chris Paul scoring at a, a level we just haven't seen in a very, very long time or ever. He's never made it to NBA Finals. Right, but you, but you have to do this. He's become that guy. I mean, if, if it was a case of, hey, here's Chris Paul is, 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 is playing great and Devin Booker is killing us too. Right then, okay, you know, we really have to do something here, uh, or, or what can we do because they're both killing us. But Booker has shown that okay, he's a little mortal, so let let let's make him do it. Let let's see if he's a star. Let's see if the bright lights of the finals are enough for him because he really has. I mean, he he shot. He was eight out of twenty one last game, and that was like his best game shooting in three weeks. I mean, he is just has not been good, and his and he's getting to the free throw line, which is which is which is great because when when your shots not falling, you want to make sure you get to the free throw line. But I I would say it's time to see this and see if this guy can beat us because you you saw what happened in game one. I don't even think the the Suns even played an A game in game one. They looked like they played kind of like a B game, and they were able to win this uh, and, and go away and win by double digits. When if they played their A game, that's like that's like a one thirty five one oh three game, and the Bucks are going. And what just happened to us, man? Giannis came back, and and, and we thought we were going to be really good, and we had to, we have this great defensive team. We just lost by thirty five. This wasn't even an A game by the Suns, and they won like that. No, 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 not not even close, not even close. And you're, and you're right; they didn't play amazing, but they they did just enough. Monty Williams is going to adjust. I don't have the same faith in Buck. I, I don't. I'm sorry, Jason. I, I just don't. And and a cl- clearly, they don't plan on making a lot of adjustments. Either. Well, this is why I need to be the head coach, right? This is this is why. This is why. I mean, this is why I, need, I, I can go. I can I can fly and get there tonight. I mean, it's it's a short hop from L.A. to Phoenix. I can get there and coach. I'll put on my. I don't know that I could wear a suit, but I got a nice pair of jeans and a and a crisp collared shirt. I could wear. I'll be all right. 
Okay. Hey, you know what? I can see you rocking that, man. I can, I can see you doing it. I can, I can see you. <laughs> and then you could, you could be my assistant and draw plays and stuff, and I'll let you wear a UCLA sweatsuit on the side. <laughs> That'll work. <laughs> Jason Smith, Ryan oh Hollins in God. for Dan and the Dan Ads. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Ryan at The Ryan Hollins. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, welcome inside Hour 2 of the DP Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith, Ryan Hollins, in for Dan and the Danettes today. Now, Coming up in a couple minutes, we have big news out of the Olympics. Uh, we still have the Olympics, but things are going to be quite different but before we get to that, I promised this a few minutes ago. 
Uh, last night, Yankees beat the Mariners 5-4. Okay, all the Yankees win. No, this is not a conversation about Aaron Boone or everybody getting fired. Uh, it's audio that you just have to hear because it's absolutely priceless. So Aaron Judge homers for the Yankees last night as part of the Yankees win. Now, the second time he comes up, John Sterling, longtime Yankee play-by-play man, you're doing the play-by-play of the game, he's working remotely. All right, so still a lot of, of, of MLB teams don't have their broadcast teams traveling to sites. So he's doing the game and calling the game off a monitor. Now, apparently, he must have looked away because he thought when Aaron Judge stepped into the batter's box, he hit another home run, except what they did was they showed a replay of his home run from earlier in the game. But John Sterling thought it was real, and here's how that call sounded. Now, here's Judge. Man, the breaking ball is hit in the air to yeah. deep left. That ball is high. It is far. It is gone. Unfortunately, yeah. that was a replay of the home run. But it was a good replay. <laughs> hey, well, I'm sorry. It's on the monitor. Wait, what, what, to, what am I supposed to do? This is a great way to do a game, isn't it? Yep. Yep. Oh, just looked away for a second at the... Oh! It's a home run, and he got he got the uh, he got what happens like uh, Ryan when, when you go out and watch football on Sunday and and you know in a bar and when there's everybody is around and somebody gets like a live replay of something for the first time and they stand up and they're yelling oh go 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 and people go replay replay and the guy sits down doesn't say anything um, the joys as Susan Waldman his uh, uh, co-host said of doing games remotely. I know you've done games remotely. Is is it like that? Do you look up sometimes and go, what's happening? What are they showing? And, and I, I, I got to get going on this? Well, I just, I'm going to lean on the producers that much more. You know, the, the producers are the ones, the, the guys behind the scenes making things happen. That <laughs> That's who you lean on, you know, when you're calling a game. And I, I've, I've had a blunder, but I wouldn't say that type of blunder where, you know, you kind of have to sit back and, 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 and wait until the play happens, <laughs> you know, before you jump out there. Um, so I, I've jumped in on some replays. I remember one time my, the play-by-play guy, his Wi-Fi cuts out, and for like darn near a quarter of a – I had a chance to call some remote uh, G League games this year. You know, I, I'm doing play-by-play and the calls, and I'm like, oh, my God, like a poor person at home who has to suffer – and listen through to this, okay? <laughs> this is the worst. This is the worst thing ever. Listen, hey Jason, if there's not anything, brother, I love and appreciate you for what you're doing on the other side. Okay, I don't, I don't want to come in or out of breaks or tease anything. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you should have called me. I would I would have hopped on for you and called the action, so you didn't have to go. What a what a shot by that Ryan. How do you think? Well, I'm glad you asked me that, Ryan. Thanks for telling me that. I mean, uh, is it is it just the case of when it happens it, because something happens on the monitor in front of you, or you don't? Is it just like you look if you look away for a second? Something like what is it that does that for you? If you get hit out of rhythm. And sometimes, you know, the producer do an excellent job. They'll come in with a, you know, it'll be a, a read, possibly a replay. There's different things that, that are coming in. So, you know, you've got to be ready for what's coming your way. So, you know, if you're not listening or, you know, I'll hit that talk back button. To, for those who don't know, the talk back button is how you, 
you not heard on the airwaves, but you can talk to the producers behind the scene. I'll say, hey, uh, is this our stuff right here? Is this a go? <laughs> what what do we tell me, Blayton? What are we doing coming out of the break? You'll hear me ask that a million times. What are we doing coming out of the break? You know, you got to be overly clear, especially, especially when working remotely and doing a broadcast. Now, remote radio is one thing. We're all just kind of it's it's just kind of like being on a phone conversation, a very long phone conversation, but. Ultimately, uh, when you're calling the game, it is tough because you come out of break in different ways. So you you got to be on your p's and q's with that man. And you know, maybe he was you know playing with this cat behind the scenes or something. I, who, who knows, man? This is where the producer says, "All right, listen. Just in the pre-show meeting, you got to hold Hollins's hand the entire game. All right, he's always going to ask what's going on and what we're doing. Just explain it to him and then let him go. I, I know it's going to be frustrating because he's going to ask you all the time what's going on. Just just, just talk to him and, and and he'll be all good with the broadcast." Uh, so, hey, doing games remotely, right, mm-hmm. is, is there that much of a difference? Because when, when watching from home, unless you see a mistake like this, we're kind of used to that now. You know, we kind, we've kind of seen that. And look, you've op- they, now different leagues have opened the door to, do we really need to pay for, for people to travel? Can, can we still call the games as long as it's a good enough setup? Like, I, I don't think for a second if you have somebody in their house and they're trying to watch a game on one monitor, that's a good setup. But if you have it, if, if you have it where, hey, you're coming into our studio and you're going to watch the game is on like seven different TVs and we have all the technology you need and the producers can come in and talk to you, is there that much of a difference? in doing the game from from being there live to if you were doing it calling it remotely if you're well you'd always want to be with your partner that's the best but if you don't have a rapport with your play-by-play guy from the analyst side already that can be tough because everybody has nuances okay like Jason you know my nuances all right so you you kind of know when I'm getting in when I'm getting out like whether we're here whether we're across the world is going to be a good show for the most part, but when working with someone that I don't know, I'm a little more careful. You know, I, I don't like to jump in. I don't like to step on toes, you know, because the worst thing you want to be doing, Jason, you know, is to be talking at the same time, not talking to each other at the same time, but just talking at the same time or stepping on each other's toes. So that's the toughest part is, is synchronizing. And like I said, if it's someone that you haven't worked with before, you don't know the nuances. You know, you don't have the feel of the arena. You don't have the adrenaline pumping through your veins uh, of being there. But just the, the it, it's it's a it's a fine tune, man. Peanut butter and jelly don't grow on trees. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, it ain't peanut butter and, and, and something else. It, it's peanut butter and jelly, okay? So when you find Jason Smith working with Ryan Hollins, you just close your eyes and, you know, you, you throw the lob. Jason, you throw the lob with your eyes closed. You know where I'm going to be. You know where I'm going to be, okay? You just throw it up, and the big fella's right there. Hey, you want a story about you and I that I've never told you before? You you ready for for this? I'm I'm slightly nervous, um, but intrigued. Speaking about working together for the first time, okay? So you and I were going to do our show together for the very first time. And I was like, okay, this is gonna, this is going to be really cool. We'll do this. And and you normally how you and I work is is uh, you know because I, I do the show the night before normally, like I did my show last night, and I send out a list of topics. Going, okay, hey, here's what I think. What do you think? And you come back and go, I like this. I want to do this. And you know, we, we you and I figure it out together. Well, the first time we were working together, I talked to my producer and I said, okay, so I'll, I'll send out a list uh, to Ryan, and he can you know and 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 you know send it to him, and then he'll send back his ideas. Will that work? And my producer's like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. And then you send an email to both of us with a rundown 
which is an industry term for here's what we're doing in every segment of the show. And it's, it was a three-hour show, and I see first segment, and you had a topic. And the second segment, you had this. And the third segment, you had this. All the way through for three hours, and I'm going – what the hell is this? What is he <laughs> this, is, this is what we're doing apparently for the entire. He's got three hours planned out. There's no more, and I'm like, what is going on? And then I said, hey, I, and then I, I actually sent you a text, and I go, hey, I saw this. What, what is is this? What we wanted for tomorrow? And you're like, oh no, no, this is what we did last night when you were doing TV for Fox. You said, no, this is what we did last night for Fox. I just wanted to let you know that these, this is some of the stuff we did. And I was like, oh, dude, I thought you were saying, here, look, this is what we're doing. This is how we're going to talk about it, and and. This is it. These are the topics. And I'm like, why would we talk about that? I don't get this and this and this. And I was like, oh, I get it. Oh, so you just sent, this is what you talked about. This is what you were hot on. And then we can weave it in that way. But when you first said it, I'm like, we're doing a three-hour show tomorrow. Here's a three-hour rundown. He's, he's got everything did, all set to go. You, uh, did you have some choice <laughs> words or thoughts for me as you were looking at it? Or just like, oh, my, like, I've heard of this guy, but is this really happening no, you know what? I had two words when I first saw that, and they're not the two words you think. <laughs> I had two words, and I, and I said, you know what they were? I said, control freak. Oh, 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 <laughs> no, dude. Oh, and, and I'm so the opposite. For, for those who don't know, like, all right, like, Jail sent like a rundown, and just like, it's all great. Where do you want to go? Like, that's what he gets back from me. It's all great. Where do you want to go? Excellent job. <laughs> Excellent job, guys. Well, and uh, you know, and look, and I was like at that point, like, look, game recognized game, right? Because I'm a bit of a control oh freak, but I'm like, hey, you know, I, I love sharing and doing everything, but I was like, no, wow, man, like, no, this is it. no. For people who don't know, okay, the analyst is the guy. I just, you know, he tees it up, and then I have something cool to say, hopefully. But I, all I have to do is shoot the shot. He's got to shoot his shot, and then he's got to distribute. So it's like me telling him what to do. Like, nah, this is what you'll do for me, okay? <laughs> Jason Smith, Ryan Hollins here, the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, well, let's just let's just hear the John Sterling call one more time. Let's hear it one more time, Dan, can we? Now here is Judge. Man, the breaking ball is hit in the air to deep left. That ball is high. It is far. It is gone. Unfortunately, that was a replay of the home run, but it was a good replay. You know, you know what I like about that? I like about that part is that right in, right after he's going, doing his call, his famous, it is high as far. Susan Waldman, who's his coach, tries to jump in and go, hey. But then it's like, no, I just got to let him finish and then tell him it's a replay. I'll let him finish his hole. It is fine. Then I'll wait. And then, okay, hey, it's a replay. Just want to make sure you know that. Hey, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's on the monitor. Wait, what, what, to, what am I supposed to do? This is a great way to do a game, isn't it? Yep. Yep. It, well, hey, Jason. Yeah? You Now I feel her where she's coming from. She's getting her back. Her teammates back. You can't do that. You can't do that, though. Why not? We, we, no, no, because, listen, because of COVID, we're just doing these games. They aren't live a lot of times. Or we're, we're in situations where we're not always together. Everyone's had to make sacrifice. So if you want to continue doing game, you can't really fuss about it. Like, it's that's just the thing. That's what it is. You can't, you can't really fuss about it. So you know, you gotta, yeah, you gotta yeah. own it. Like, this is a great way. Like, you can't do that. Like, like because if I'm a fan, I'm watching, I'm going – 
well, this stinks. I don't want them to be remote. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like thanks for putting, taking the cat out the bag. Like, <laughs> like, dude, you can't do that. Well, no, and I like that she tried to have his back a little bit. But, yeah, no, I agree with you where it's like, okay, now it's, it's, it's somebody else's fault. That he called that he, that he called a home run on a replay. It's not our fault. Oh, we're doing games like that. Yeah, this is what it is. Now, you've had some time to get used to it. You know, we're midway through the season. I get you want to have his back, and it's kind of a thing. But to say, oh, it's not our fault. You know, it's, look, it was. And that's the thing is, you got to be able to have fun with that and have fun and go. Oh, I thought it was a. I thought it was a, a, a home run. You know, no big deal. That ha- that actually happened to me once. My first time around here at oh, Fox no. Sports Radio, and it actually wasn't that big a deal because, look, n- not to say I had an excuse for it but you know I'm doing the show at the same time while while games are going on so you got four TVs in front of us look it's the same setup my first time around here at Fox as it's been this time so there's four TVs in front of us and I'm doing a show and it was a playoff game uh, it was a Stanley Cup playoff game it was like a conference final and it was coming down the winner was going to go to the Stanley Cup final and we're talking everything, and, and the game's going to, like, double overtime. And, like, double overtime starts, and I'm doing the show, and I'm talking, and I look up, and I see it's a, it's a live replay of a goal. Now, I wasn't keeping that close attention to the game because I'm doing the show, and I see the replay, and I think it's a goal. I think it's over, and I go, oh, and the series is over. The Stars score in double overtime. They win this. They're going to the Stanley Cup final. And my producer just pops in and goes, dude, you're seeing a replay, man. I'm like, oh. So you you were that guy. Okay. You yeah, were that I was guy. Like, oh, all right. No, I thought it was live. Okay. And that's what I did. We had fun with that. I said, oh, I thought it was live. That's oh. my fault. <laughs> and that's on me. That's on me. I didn't know. But at least my excuse was I was doing a show at the same time. If my job was to watch the game and, and, and broadcast on it, and then I still wound up saying a goal when it was a replay, and then, then I would have had issues with it. Then I would have had issues there. Uh, 877-99 on Fox is the phone number. Jason Smith, Ryan Hollins in for Dan and the Danettes today. Hey, uh, story just in here for a couple of minutes. Uh, the Tokyo Olympics are still on for, or for later on this summer, which is great. Uh, however, CNN reporting that all spectators will be banned from the venues due to the coronavirus state of emergency that's going to run throughout the event. Now, Tokyo has seen a big spike in their COVID numbers over the course of the past few weeks, and now they've decided there will be no spectators, so no fans at the Olympics, which... You know, quite honestly, it's a huge disappointment because I would have thought we would we would be at the point. Look, look where we are here now. We're going back to games. We're having full capacity, and you know they're seeing a spike there. And it's it's a disappointment that you know people can't go to the events. And these are people that have already booked flights and booked rooms and booked everything. Hey, well, I'm going to the Olympics. It's going to be fun. And now it's oh, now you can't go to the venues. So if you're still going to go, you're going to walk around and stand around outside. I mean, it's just a. It's I mean I understand. It's just really disappointing that that this is where we're at for the Olympics where we thought it was going to be, you know, the first time the globe was going to get to celebrate, hey, we're coming out of the pandemic. You know, we're going to get to do this. Look, we have all the, we have all the athletes that are here. They're all mixing together and they're all competing. And, and this is going to be a, a big moment of, of bringing everyone together across the globe. And now it's lost a lot of its teeth for that. Yeah, man. And, and this is tough because you have people, and obviously we know COVID is COVID, but as, as far as the... Uh, as far as the playoff, excuse me, as far as the Olympics, people have planned for years, man. I mean, literal years to go out and watch the Olympics. And sometimes you're going to have some first timers there. You're going to have some only timers there at the Olympics that have, people have that have actually qualified. So I think this 
it, 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 it's tough, but I understand it and I get it because COVID has so many different variants. And, and please don't, I'm not claiming to be a medical professional, but just seeing from the outside in, there's so many different variants that you're bringing people from around the world to step into one stadium and, and one place and if if COVID sparks back up or, we, you know, we get a strand and we're not comfortable or we're not used to, man, this could set the world back. We know how hey, – hey, Jason, I know how far we've been set back from what we've seen, but and I do not want to see another setback, man. No, I don't want to see it either. That's why – that's why I, it's tough, but I get it. Like, I, I, like there's certain – times during this year where sports has, has shown me hey we're we're getting there we're getting back right like seeing seeing fans at baseball stadiums is a moment that hey we're getting back i see it this is a, this is a real awesome moment hearing that the nfl is going to have full fans uh in is great seeing full fans in in arenas for the nba playoffs and look i you know i'm not defaulting to this but it was a really great moment to see madison square garden which you know the mecca of of sports and the mecca of, of of the NBA, you know, the Knicks only won one home game, you know, to see that place rocking and fans outside screaming, we want the Nets after they won one game. It's like, okay, come on guys, come on guys. Really? And that was the last time they won, uh, you know, to see that was such a, was such a great cathartic moment of, Hey, we're coming out of this. And really sports is showing us that because where else are you going to see 40,000 people or, you know, 20,000 people together, like they used to be, you know, you know, cheering and, and going on like that. And, and it's these moments that, that make us think, hey, we're getting there, we're getting there, and now this is going to be really difficult. Because, look, we're still going to watch the Olympics, we're still going to have the events, it's still going to be a big thing, but it's just lost some of that impact that we were hoping to have across the globe of, hey, we're getting back to normal. No, it it, it, it is. So, we're like you said, I agree. We're excited just to be having the Olympics, but at the same time, man, you, you still got to be cautious, man. COVID is still going around. It's not getting us at the same rate, but hey, hey, Jason, it's it's still there, man. I I don't know about you, but I listen. I still throw my mask on. You know, I'm not perfect about it. But I still, if I'm going into a situation, I'm not covered with my, my mask is still on. I'm still masking up, Jay. You know, and I and I don't want to advise someone one one way or another. You've been vaccinated where your comfort levels are, but you know, I I would start still rather you know err on the side of caution because you know Jay when we go into work every day you still you're taking care of those people that you work with and that you're around you know to me it's just respect for everybody but that's me your comfort level is your comfort level but that's that's me you know no, and I get it because, and I think a lot of it is habit, right? We've worn yes. the mask for so look, and I and I've been double vaxxed for a while now. I, I don't know if you've been, but my Wait, family's double vaxxed. Yeah, you are getting both vaccinations. Whoa, hold on. You, you know, you, you wait. Did you get vaccinated yet? Yeah, yeah. Okay, you, you got did, which vaccine did you choose? Pfizer. Okay, you got two shots, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's double vax. Okay, okay. Yeah, I yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. I was like, shots. bro, did you Johnson? <laughs> did you double down and go no, Johnson and Johnson first, and then yeah, came no. back and said, no, I need the Pfizer now. No, you got to do Pfizer, then you got to get Moderna, then you got to get John. You got to get all okay. five. No, 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 no. Double vaxxed. <laughs> you got your first one, and then you get your second one, and that's when you're double vaccinated. Okay. You have to oh, get two no, no, shots. I, okay, okay. Yeah, I no, was no, like, yo, this guy right here is he's a professional's professional. No, no, no. That's that's. I'm glad I explained that okay. to you. I don't want you walking out going, hey, I need two more shots. Yeah, well, I was ready to so go. <laughs> I felt left out. Hey, I felt left out. No, hey, all seriousness, COVID darn near knocked your boy out. It ain't nothing to play with. I was working out four times a week. I was in excellent shape, and it it laid me down. Mm. It laid me down like a like a like a like a like a good rug, man. 
They had laid down, man. I, your boy was knocked out. Mm, yeah, I look. Everybody that gets it says the same. Look, I was lucky not to have it. Knock wood. Well, you're double no vaxxed. You've you gotten every vaccine known to man. Of course, that's, that's right. That's right. I'm, I'm going to get more. I'm going to get another measles shot. I'm going to get another chickenpox uh, vaccine. I'm going to get. I'm going to get all that. Yeah, no, no. Just I'm oh glad I explained double vax to you. That's good. I'm glad. I buddy. was. I was so like. Man. I was like texting my wife on the side as soon as you said it. Like, are you? Are we double vaxxed? Because Jason Smith. Jason's double vaxxed, and, and she's going to say. Not. And she's going to say yes. What are you talking about, Ryan? We all went for the shots together. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, boy. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. What's up, everyone? It's me, three-time oh, NFL oh. All-Pro Sean Marion. And I have a new sports podcast called the Lights Out Podcast with Sean Marion. This podcast is special to me as I get a chance to talk to some of the best who've ever done it on the field or the track. So whether it's talking to a Super Bowl champion or a NASCAR Cup Series champion, the Lights Out podcast will bring it to you the only way I know how to. I'm giving you the best insight from the best who've ever done it. Listen to Lights Out with Sean Merriman on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. But right now, a guy who I'm sure would like to see Chris Paul on the Lakers and maybe could pull together $44 million to get Chris Paul to not play in the finals. Dennis Krause, <laughs> color analyst for home games from Milwaukee Bucks Radio Network, also pregame show host for the Green Bay Packers, joins us now on the hotline. Dennis, uh, good morning. How's it going? I'm doing great. Good to be with you guys. All right, so tell me, going in here to game, going in here to game two, Ryan and I talked about this the past few minutes. Uh, is it as much for the Bucks as, hey, let's sell out to stop Chris Paul because if we don't, he's just going to continue to kill us over the course of the series? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, the the knock on the Bucks in past years was that they didn't switch enough, and now the knock is they're switching too much. And obviously, Chris Paul and Devin Booker had their way with mid range shots. Uh, one thing I know about this Bucks team is they've done a good job of adjusting after losing game ones of series. Uh, they lost game one to Brooklyn. In fact, they lost game two to Brooklyn by 39 points. Then they lost game one at home to Atlanta. They won both those series. So they know the series is not over. They know they also have to do some things differently than they did in game one against the Suns. So it will be fascinating for me to see what they do in game two tonight. Hey, Dennis, how you doing? Ryan Hollins here. Um, Great to be with you. How big is this for Giannis? How how does how do the Bucks fans kind of see this? I know the a lot of people at some moments got down on Giannis, saying, "Well, he's not a closer. He's not this. He's not that." But you know, he's kind of injured, and it's bittersweet that now he's injured. But on the other end, he's in the NBA Finals. What's just kind of the feeling around Giannis with with the Bucks and and just even in the city in itself? I think Giannis is really beloved in Milwaukee and Wisconsin more than he is around the country because you got to remember this is a guy who um, turned away a chance to enter free agency and signed to stay in Milwaukee. And that, that, that brought him a lot of love if he didn't have it already. He, he's, he's universally loved in, in Milwaukee and Wisconsin. And, and you know to say he can do no, no wrong is probably a little bit strong, but I think the fact that he was even out there in game one, just a week after hyperextending a knee, tells you a lot about him. He's, he's a fast healer. He's a fierce competitor. Uh, is he 100% right now? Only he could tell you that, but I'm sure he isn't. Uh, he, he probably is dealing with more pain than he wants to let on, but he wants to be out there for his team. He knows that you know trips to the NBA Finals are precious, and he doesn't want this one to slip away. He said yesterday that he came out of game one pretty good, and he hopes to be able to do more things in game two on the court I think the Bucks did a smart thing by having him handle the ball as much in game one um, than he does usually when he's healthy, and that kind of takes some of the wear and tear off. But it also, he knows, um, limits some of his effectiveness because a lot of the times he's most effective is when he can kind of, as he says, go downhill and, and, and slash into the lane with his power. So we'll see what he has to offer in game two. But uh, just speaking personally, I don't think he has anything to prove to people uh, around this state about who he is. Now, there might be some questions around the nation about, you know, whether he's Jordan or Pippen, and, I mean, we've heard that for years, but uh, he's, he's beloved in Wisconsin. 
When it comes to free throws, he spent a lot of time talking about that the last couple of days. Re- really surprising how open he is about how he knows that everybody is counting uh, when he's taking his free throws. And look, he's not been good from the line. He says, yeah, you know, I hear it a little bit, but then I kind of lock in and focus. And I-, I hear him say that, Dennis, and I go, oh, is he really locked in and focused if he's telling <laughs> us how much he's hearing everybody counting and he knows what's going on at the line? Well, it's interesting. You know, he, there's a couple of ways he could approach this. When asked about it, he could say, you know, I don't know what you're talking about and pretend like he doesn't know. He, he goes the other way and says, yeah, I hear it, and kind of tries to have fun with it. Now, uh, let's be honest, he's not a good free throw shooter. <laughs> with the chance or without the chance, it's, it's been a problem area for him. Now, in the second half of the season, he was better, uh, but in the playoffs, the numbers have not been great. And, and you say, well, is it, is it a mental thing now? And, It'd be hard to say it isn't. Uh, the, the chance, I'm sure he hears, he acknowledges that he hears. Uh, the chance seems to be a little bit fast because most times he seems to release it when they say 11 or 12. But uh, the fact of the matter is he's going through a routine that he thinks works for him. Uh, I, I think until he hits pressure free throws to help seal a finals game, the questions will continue. Uh, but, you know, we've seen this before with other great players, whether it be Shaq or whether it be Wilton. It's almost like, okay, you can do so many things very well. We're going to give you something you can't do. (laughs) Great. And for him, it's free throws. How big has Chris Middleton been? And can this team win without him having a major performance in the NBA Finals? We know Giannis has played well. And, you know, the Bucs have lost through some of his monster performances but how well and how important is Chris Middleton to this equation? Because like you said, you touched on a little bit. Is Who's who's Jordan? Who's Pippen? Who's who? You know, where, where do you stand? Well, I think you make a good point about uh, Middleton's importance, and I think it is underscored with Giannis not being 100%. Um, does Chris Middleton have to have a 23-point quarter like he had against Atlanta? No, but I don't think he can be 3-for-18 either. Uh, for the Bucks to win in this series. So uh, I would say to you that he needs to be who he is, which is a very good player, an Olympian, a two-time All-Star, a guy who I think, for whatever reason, has been somewhat um, overlooked and maybe he doesn't, he doesn't uh, self-promote. He's a second-round pick who was essentially a throw-in in the Brandon Knight, Brandon Jennings deal from Detroit, and he's turned into a terrific player. Um, he can go off on you, and when he gets hot, as we've seen, it's it's fun to watch. He does have nights where he doesn't have it, and so the the, the shooting percentage isn't isn't always great. But I think for the Bucks to answer your question, for the Bucks to win this series, he has to be more on than off, and he has to have some big efforts, especially if Giannis is curtailed. All right, Dennis, lastly, you're going to finish the NBA Finals, and you're going to go right to training camp for the Packers, pregame show host for the Packers Radio Network. When you get to camp, is Aaron Rodgers going to be there? (laughs) Uh, I wish I knew. My guess is no. Um, My guess is that this is going to stretch out a little bit into the regular season, and they're going to see what they have in in Jordan Love. Now, it's possible uh, that Rodgers shows up and, pulls a Russell Wilson and essentially says, I don't know, you know, the media made more of this. I wasn't really that upset. <laughs> I guess that's possible that he's there in late July when, when camp opens. But uh, I'm, I'm thinking this is going to stretch on a while because the Aaron Rodgers I know, and I, I don't pretend to be a close confidant or friend, but the Aaron Rodgers I know uh, holds on to things. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't just uh, forgive and forget quickly. So 
I think whatever problems there are, and there certainly must be some with Packers management, I just don't see him putting that all to the side and suddenly showing up for training camp and saying everything's fine. You can follow him on Twitter at Dennis Krause one That's at Dennis Krause one Dennis, thanks a bunch. Enjoy the games. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Dennis. Have a good day. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.